This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with L. Smith, and we were going to have... Alvarado Street Brewing join us, but due to a scheduling conflict, yes. uh, J.C. Hill cannot join us, but we'll get him on a future show. I am Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Ryan Crisp, the head brewer for Ale Smith, and uh, we're going to talk about collaboration beers, West Coast IPAs, and uh, anything else that comes to mind, honestly. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Yeah, happy to be here. Absolutely, man. We really appreciate it. You know, we discussed off air. We decided that Ryan is just going to change his voice a little bit and also pretend to be JC. Yeah, that would be great. So you you can have your way with Alvarado Street. That's right. All right. Show you do whatever you want there. Just have a good time with it. But no, we've got hey, a lot of great. Be- there you go. Thanks for joining us, JC. Hey, we man. Appreciate it. Man. Hey, happy to be here. <laughs> oh, he's got. A, I hope he listens to the show. Oh, he's I really do. Check it out. I really but, do. Uh, no, we got some great beers to drink. Thank you so much. Uh, we got some really nice beers from you and from Alvarado Street. We did, uh, yeah, so yeah. We're going to get into those. But, you know, Brian, I figured I'd start off with something kind of fun here. We received some coffee from Coffee not yes. that long ago, and uh, they did the brew that BJ's used in the Coffee Blonde that we really liked. Yes, that's right. I've been trying different brew methods with that because I, I love a good cup of coffee. I'm not the best at making coffee, but I've been using my AeroPress. That's and, a good, uh, good device. Trying different methods, and one method they showed is, uh, Ryan, You are you familiar with AeroPress? Are you a coffee guy? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so I was messing with my AeroPress this morning. I got the cult coffee out, and I'd seen a method where it's like super quick. You use a lot of coffee, a little bit of water, stir vigorously, and then press it really fast, almost like an espresso shot, and then you can make an Americano with it. So. I did it up this morning. I take a sip. I'm like, wow, that's almost like hot chocolate. I'm like, I can't believe the difference that made, (laughs) how sweet that is. So I go on and I take another sip. I'm like, wow, that is really sweet chocolatey coffee. And as I'm drinking it, I'm thinking, man, that's that's too sweet. I'm like, there's no way coffee is is shooting that sweet. Was it hot chocolate, Tim? No. So here's the thing. The kettle that I use to heat my water for my coffee, I also make iced tea in. Oh, so okay. I brewed my coffee this morning with some sweet tea. That, oh. that was what. It's a good old Southern style sweet. You know what? It was a tasty beverage. It didn't really taste like coffee. I've actually heard of the tea coffee hybrid recently. That's a thing for some people. I uh, don't, yeah. 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 So it did work for me. You know, but speaking of brewing mishaps, Ryan, what's like the silliest thing you've ever done in the brew house? I'm going to use, I would use stupid for my flub, but I don't want to say that to you. So we're going to say silly. Yeah, well, you never know. You might be onto something there with the who knows, man. Coffee yeah, hybrid yeah. thing going on. Lots of silly things happen in in the brewery over time. Uh, you know, I've seen guys with double dry hopped or put the wrong hop in, make new beers by accident. That's happened a number of times. I think the worst one was I I had somebody cleaning a tank and they accidentally pumped the caustic cleaner into another beer. Oh boy! Oh so, yeah, <laughs> that was. 
that's one of those borderline silly stupid things wasn't so funny at the time but in retrospect a yeah. super sour ale right there well that's because my bat size this morning was 12 ounces but i'm imagining your bat size was a little, was a little bigger there so yeah yeah like a thousand gallons see yeah. see that's, <laughs> oh that's gotta be there's rough. nothing much you could do about that it's like yeah that shot <laughs> yeah clean the plumbing and that's about all you could do with that yeah we've heard others talk about you know using the wrong hops or a wrong grain or something in there and you know, a lot of times you can salvage it if the process is still there, unless you're trying to go for very specific, uh, unless you're too far off. Yeah. You know, putting some chocolate malt in your Pilsner may not work. Or out. caustic in your Pilsner. Yeah, you know? or sweet tea. Or sweet or tea. Or sweet yeah. tea. I would recommend not doing that. There is a brewery locally that does a sweet tea IPA, and it's actually, it's unusual, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know who I'm talking about, Firemaker? Firemaker, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty good. I, yeah. I'm not mad at it's it. It's un, it's unusual, but it's I saw it and I'm like, I don't know about that. I yeah. drank it, I'm like, this is not bad, not bad. Ryan, what is the San Diego equivalent to Southern Sweet Tea? What would be the beverage that says San Diego? Is it L Smith? Uh, beer, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, that's that's it. Is man. it three nine four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's hey, it. There you go. <laughs> Keep you nice. Go over to Grandma's house. She's got a nice pitcher of West Coast IPA in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Breaks out some cookies. Got, got a little doily. She sits the pitcher yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least doily. That's yeah. what I'm talking Perfect. about. That'd be a good time. Well, Tim, I think it's time for us to get into the beers of the week. Now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by the Nest. Craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com. Brian, as always, The Nest, our sponsor. We want to thank them. Uh, good folks there. We went this weekend, Brian. We enjoyed that smoked alligator. We did. That we've been talking about. They are currently planning Nestoberfest mm. uh, coming up just on uh, Oktoberfesty. Right at the beginning of October, we're going to be talking to them more. That's going to benefit Bottle Share, okay. Brian, so it'll be a good time. But for this week... We are going to drink some tasty L. Smith and Alvarado Street beers. Uh, collaboration that we're going to talk about in depth, Ryan. We'll get into that here real soon. Oh, so under West Coast uh, IPA collab. New Zealand inspired. New Zealand hops, Australian hops in that, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll dive into that. Uh, we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. We also have from L. Smith uh, Cloudstream Hazy IPA. We have the Hazy. Is it three nine four or three ninety four? How do you, how do you guys say it? People say it both ways. We say I okay. think we say it both ways. All right, three ninety four. Three hundred and ninety four. Three hundred and ninety four. Right. Good <laughs> stuff, man. So from Alvarado Street, we've got Malomania Ambrosia. We also have Double Cone West Coast Dippa. We've got a lot more, Brian. Too many to mention here. That's just a sampling, and we're going to do our best to taste every one of them. Indeed. So, Brian, why don't you tell us what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. All right, so the Brewers Association released their 2021 consumer survey, and despite the pandemic, it isn't all bad news. In fact, there are some positive numbers to report. To begin with, fundamental demand for craft beer has remained strong throughout COVID, so people may have switched up where they were buying their beer, but they were still buying a lot of beer. The number of legal drinking age adults who drink craft beer has reached its highest point since 2015 to 44% up 1% from the previous year, 2019. Similarly, the uh, the number of people who say they drink craft beer weekly is also up 1% to a record high of 50%. So uh, 94% of weekly craft beer drinkers say they also drink from at least one other beverage alcohol category every week, with 69% of them saying non-craft domestic beer is their other drink of choice. And uh, my favorite stat in this is 5.8% of people said they are drinking more craft 
because they're drinking less seltzer, but only 2.3% say they're drinking less craft beer and more hard seltzer. So we're actually gaining ground there again. Like Take I want to that hard seltzer. Get that, Take that. Pull that back a little bit. Get some more of that uh, shelf space back from uh, hard seltzer. Speaking of good news, according to Hop Growers of America, acres dedicated to hops are at an all-time high in 2021. That translates to 60,735 acres, which is a growth of 4% over the previous year. That demonstrates that hop growers are pretty optimistic that the the brewing industry is going to rebound very quickly. And with all the reopening venues and everything like that, there's a good reason to believe that. They did see increased shipments in the second quarter of this year. And as for the top five hop varieties planted, Citra, Mosaic, CTZ, Cascade, and Simcoe, and those account for 53% of all the hops grown in the U.S. All right, another study finds that Americans are drinking more craft beers with higher alcohol content. The University of Pittsburgh has been studying drinking habits since 2004, and uh, they found that 9.6% of beer consumed of higher alcohol contact back in 2004, but by a decade later in 2014, that number had grown to 21.6%. So from 9.6% to 21.6%. They define higher alcohol content as any beer over 8% using the federal guidelines that a regular beer is about 5%. In that time, they say the actual quantity of beers purchased by those surveyed declined. So people were drinking higher gravities, but they were drinking a little less beer or buying a little less beer. Maybe they're stealing some beer. I'm not sure. These stats are all over the place, bro. They are. It's a really interesting thing. Now you have to keep in mind that's 2004 to 2014. So we've got, you know, seven years. So the last report was in 2014? That's when they stopped doing the study, but they're just publishing this study in a, I think it's a substance abuse magazine coming up like in a month or so. Seven years ago, that's ancient history for for beer. (laughs) Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from L. Smith Brewing. Headed to the Battery in Atlanta? Be sure to check out the Terrapin Atlanta Brewery and Taproom. Whether the Braves are playing at home or on the road, the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom is always pouring all of our locally brewed Georgia beers like Executioner and High and Hazy, while also introducing small batch R&D beers created on our five-barrel pilot system right inside the Braves Stadium. And if you're looking for great food, we've got you covered with Fox Brothers Texas-style barbecue. Stop by and see us today at the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom at the Battery Atlanta. Powder season is here, and the nest in Kennesaw, Georgia, has plenty of outdoor space for you to enjoy a cold beer and some tasty barbecue. They've got 48 taps of great beer, wine, cider, and even hard seltzers, plus an impressive craft cocktail list, so there's something for everyone. If you're ready for some friendly competition, head over every Tuesday for trivia, or relax and take in the local talent with live music every Wednesday and Sunday. Enjoy the great weather while you can. Grab your friends and head to the nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand. So if you missed the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular podcasting apps and unpopular podcasting apps. So we have somebody that had just joined us in this segment we from did. Alvarado Surprise Street. Surprise guest. That's right. Surprise right. guest. Dave Ilderton, the brand ambassador for Alvarado Street Brewery. And uh, 
the spirit animal. I understand. Spirit, he's party yeah. wave Dave. Party wave Dave. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, he came in like a wave of partying. Yes. So yeah. Dave, <laughs> thanks for jumping in here and joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Representing Alvarado Street there. Thank We're you going, guys for having me. Yeah, and and Ryan appreciates it because we talked him into just changing his voice and pretended to be JC. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So we're good here. But you, Dave, you can also change. Yeah, you can also change your voice and pretend. You can take turns pretending to be JC if you guys want <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. No one will have any idea what's going on this week. It'll be great. It'll be yeah. great. If there's one thing our listeners love, it's confusion. That's right. So. Everybody loves it. Well, guys, I tell you what, we're going to kick right off with kind of the way we all got connected here. A collaboration you recently did, Oh So Under, and uh, we have just poured some in our glasses. Really cool can for, uh, you know, black can, black and gold and white, and Brian was a little upset that the lid is black, but the bottom of the can is is still just a silver can, but... uh, we're going to get into this West Coast-style IPA with some Aussie and New Zealand hops. So, Ryan, I know this was an L. Smith brew. You want to start out and tell us a little bit about this beer? Yeah. Well, first off, apologize, Brian, that the can wasn't all black. There you go. I, it's so disappointing. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Next time we'll get you. Okay. Uh, all right. The collab came about last year, actually, and we reached out to J.C., um, we kind of knew him from his time down here and just wanted to see if he was interested in doing a collab. And we decided to do something, you know, that wasn't too crazy, but that was just done really well. And that was really enjoyable. And we kind of settled on Southern Hemisphere hops, specifically Aussie New Zealand hops, just because I think we're both big fans of them and uh, customers are as well. It's got Big Secret galaxy there's a little mosaic in there some nelson just intense you know berry tropical fruit notes something that we were really excited to make and i think came out really well it's tasty so yeah, i yeah. i'm kind of famous for my dislike of west coast ipas that uh, i'm not i'm <laughs> oh, not a, i'm not a big bitterness <laughs> guy but, well right <laughs> but here's the thing yeah. i say it as a blanket statement that i'm not a big fan of west coast ipas but I don't like biting bitterness. Bitterness is fine to me. I just don't like that harsh, sharp bitterness. This is not yeah. harsh and sharp. This is really nice. No, it's, and it's not. And the bitterness is there, but it's not just punching your tongue, you know? It feels restrained. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's more than just a good bite to it. I'm from Portland, Oregon, so I cut my teeth on super bitter IPAs. So I'm down with either one. I do like where IPAs have gone, but I do miss, you know, the West Coast IPAs. Right. I like to see them. I'm hoping they're making a comeback. It seems like they're making a comeback. They're trying to there. Do you guys see that? Or has it always just been a thing there? You're on the West Coast. It's always been a thing there. Or did it fade? I, I mean, West Coast IPAs are still really popular out here. I mean, we love to make them. We love to make other hoppy styles too. But I think it's all about balance, you know. Some of our IPAs sure. are more bitter than others. For this one, we just want it to be really drinkable. And so not to leave you with that kind of you know, slightly astringent, lingering bitterness. Yeah. It's tasty. I enjoy it. So, Dave, how did Alvarado Street get connected up with L. Smith for this collaboration? Me and JC kind of uh, both started down in San Diego, at least our brewing career down there. And, um, you know, L. Smith IPA was like one of our favorite IPAs of all time. So it was kind of like a no-brainer when they asked, her, you know, if they wanted to do something. We were like, yeah, so... Yeah, so it's like a, kind of like an ode to that, I would say, a little bit. Maybe a little more tropical. Yeah, to it. it's but, tasty. Uh, yeah, 
So what does the name mean? I have thoughts about what it might mean, but I'm curious to hear the official explanation of it. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Well, yeah, yeah. he's sure. going to interview Brian. Yeah, tell us what you think. So an Oso is a bear in, uh, I, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it appears on, on one of the logos, right? And it's also, it's a prominent feature on, uh, there we go, Alvarado Street. I knew it was on one of yeah. the logos. I couldn't remember which one it was. And I've seen it on other California themed breweries. So under, you know, down under. So Oso under. So the bear down under. So West Coast down under is what I'm thinking. That was my Nailed logic it. right there. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah, we're, you know, it's not as complicated as, as it may sound at first. That's basically it. We're both California breweries. You know, they're repping the bear in the brand and just thought it was kind of something cool. Go down under. Okay, cool. Worked there you out. Go, well, man. I am okay. going to go looking for the in- Declaration of Independence after all. I think you have I'm, to I'm go up check for it. it out. Yeah. <laughs> up for the task, huh? I'm a regular Nick Cage over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan, we had Peter on the show a year or two ago. I sat down and talked, and he mentioned that I believe his new thing at the time is he was making cheese, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. L. Smith have a cheese that would pair perfectly with this beer? Ooh, good question. He's the cheese man. He's started Cheese Smith. It's on site, but it's a separate business. Mm-hmm. He just says we took the beer over, so he can't do anything over there anymore. So he started something new. That's it. Okay. Mostly he's making, you know, he makes cheddars, he makes a lot of, uh, a lot of curds. That's probably a great one to pair with a poutine or fried oh, cheese curds are yeah. delicious with the everything, but especially hops. I'm yeah. on board for that. Yeah, that That'd sounds be good. good. Curds yeah, is absolutely. that the squeaky, the squeaky That's stuff? The squeaky stuff. Yeah. Squeaky cheese Back on your yeah. poutine, man. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember walking through uh, Tillamook Cheese Factory back in the day when I was in that area, and that was always fun to munch on. It squeaks a lot. How it can you not like cheese? Man. How can you not like cheese that makes all that kind of noise? It's like the the kids' shoes that squeak when they run around, you know. Except for mouths. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Dave, were you involved with the brew day? Do you get to go down and and help with that funk? Or was this a virtual collab because of the pandemic stuff? Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. Yeah. The virtual thing. Okay. How do you do a virtual brew? Because we've talked to a lot of brewers that have done it, but we've never really dove into, is it just you chat back and forth, you share, you get the recipe together, and then one brewery runs with it and and makes the liquid happen? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So whose yeah, ideas were which hops? No. That's bro- Brian <laughs> getting into the hops? minutia here with stuff. <laughs> we had to drill oh, really deep gosh. into this collaboration. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's ideas. There you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. It makes sense. So, Dave, Brian had talked a little bit about West Coast IPAs, and, of course, we all know the hazy, the juicy, the milkshake and all of that that's out there. At the end of last year and the early part of this year, we saw a little flash of black IPAs coming back around, but it looks like that's dipped off. Did Alvarado Street or has Alvarado Street done a black IPA slash Cascadian Dark Ale? We have probably the last time we did it was probably 2014 or 2015. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we just brewed a ton of our flagship IPA, Mai Tai, which is like kind of like our our go-to IPA. But yeah, not a lot of black IPAs, unfortunately. No black IPA. Ryan, how yeah. about the L. Smith? Did you guys get into the black IPA game? No. Okay. Not a fan, so. That's, I got you. I generally like almost every no. IPA I've ever had. I've never been a big fan of the, of the black IPA. Yeah. It, with a few yeah. exceptions, it's always kind of like, these things just don't quite go together. They mm-hmm. really don't. So, but uh, 2014 seems to be about the time when the last wave. it dropped off. Yeah. And it's interesting 
that uh, it all just kind of ended and nobody seemed to notice <laughs> until this year. I guess the little flash this year is people like, oh, yeah, black IPAs. And then they brewed them and they're like, oh, oh yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I remember that's that. That's why we quit brewing <laughs> those. Yeah. But most of the ones, the, the news story that I saw earlier this year was most of them were coming out on a limited basis because they knew they weren't. They'd be drunk up really fast initially. They don't have any steam. That would be it. People yeah. would be like we were. Oh, black IPAs. I remember those. Yeah. You know, yeah. so grab a few and check them out then. But uh, no stay in power there. Not really. No not really. If, if you want to dark it, get a Schwartz beer, get your stout, get your porter, get whatever. If you want an IPA, get an IPA. I guess you could mix the two together. Cuvée. Get, yeah. You Cuvée, Cuvée IPA. Yeah. yeah. Cuvée IPA. There we well, go. Good stuff. Well, we need to take a break. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back very shortly with more from L. Smith and Alvarado Street. For a perfect afternoon beer, a feel-good weeknight beer with your dinner, or a great beer for whenever you don't want alcohol, look no further than Athletic Brewing. They've won awards on multiple continents and are revolutionizing anything you've ever thought about non-alcoholic beer. Check out their website at athleticbrewing.com for a store closest to you or order online with free shipping nationwide. Athleticbrewing.com. Use code BEERGUYS25 to get 25% off your first round on us. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to our newest radio affiliate klzn 1490 am in susanville california catch beer guys radio on klzn every saturday at 3 p.m now let's get back to alesmith and alvarado street brewery Ryan L. Smith, lots of great beers, lots of well-known beers. We're big fans. I remember the days here before you guys came to Georgia where we would just really be excited to see a bottle of Speedway at uh, Bottle Shares. You know, it, oh, yeah. it, it showed up at all the Bottle Shares because there was always going to be people there that hadn't had it and were excited to try it, the different variants and everything. But uh, you guys have a few kind of core year-round beers, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I believe we have six or so, depending on if you include Speedway. Our 394 is our best seller. Most of these sell, sold in San Diego County. So it's a beer we brewed with Tony Gwynn. Right. We have our classic IPA. We have Speedway Stout. Uh, we have Cloudstream, our Hazy IPA. Kickback, Relax, you guys were trying. It's kind of like a Session IPA, Crushable IPA. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a, a Sour as well in can, Limeberry Twist. Do I remember correctly? Do you guys have like a mini Tony Gwynn museum or Padres museum at the brewery? Is that I right? I remember that. 
Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. that's pretty cool. You got a cheese yeah. making facility in there and a museum, and I forget what else. This I think is just probably cool, a post man. office, and you know, we got speakeasy too. Oh, See? speakeasy! That's right. You yeah. could blend. I think you could blend beers, as I recall, right? And I love yep. that. I love that idea. That's fantastic. What a great. That's place. fun. I got to go there. I got to get out there. One day I'm going to get out. there. And, and thanks to changes in my day job, it's a work trip now. It's it's Perfect. double bit double business for me. All right. So yeah, good stuff, man. Bring an extra suitcase. Bring some stuff back. Yeah, stock it up. Bring <laughs> back now. The flagship beer. There's been so much talk about that. There's a lot of breweries that don't have a core, so to speak. I've also seen some other breweries that start out saying they're not going to and change their minds due to popularity. So I kind of think it's a happy median kind of thing, kind of a happy mix where you got to have your cores. you got to have your beers that people want to come back to, but keeping it fresh. Dave, what do you think? What's the magic sauce there uh, as far as that goes? Um, as far as the core brands go? Um, yeah, like core versus the new stuff there. Is there yeah. a place for both? You know what? I think there is. I think it's kind of like the consumer as far as, like, you know, who you're hitting, if you're hitting, like, Maybe the direct beer nerd that is like, you know, I want the special stuff only, then they'll get that. But if you're going for like, you know, the more broad demographic of people that want to drink our beer, then they could be anybody, you know, it could be like the mom or, you know, just people that aren't like want something that's too crazy and they want something consistent. And uh, we obviously did not think we were going to do the core thing. And then uh, with Mai Tai and all the success that we've had with it, we were like, all right, let's do it. And uh, the stuff sells really well in Monterey County. Yeah. We got it at Little Beach. And it took some convincing, too, for people to like like it because people were just so used to bigger breweries that had been around, like, you know, Lagunitas or so. They're like, oh, well, we got Lagunitas IPA, which is, you know, what I love as well. But it's like we were trying to be like, hey, we're local, and da 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 And they're like, it was really hard to convince people that we were making good, good stuff because they we, we just kind of came in 2014 in Monterey is an old city and people just did not really care what we had to say at first. But then okay. now right. changed around. Yeah, so you can find it in most places now, even like a few 7-Elevens in Monterey. Oh, really? Okay, nice. that's cool. That's when you've arrived. You show up in the 7-Eleven or yeah. the Circle yeah. K. Yeah. yeah. We've got a popular loggery. I'm going to invent the word loggery, loggery here. Uh, the <laughs> Halfway Crooks, really nice lager brewery that we've got here. And I remember when they first opened that uh, one of the geekiest of the beer geeks, the Uber geeks, went, and he posted on our local forum, and he was just angry. He's like, I went in there. They only had like four or five beers on. There was nothing. You know, it was like lagers and these session IPAs and that. He's like, I was in and out in 30 minutes. He was angry about it. I'm like, not every brewery has to have 30 taps of fruit juice on you know and uh, this place is doing great you know we're seeing a really nice trend in easy drinking beers here yeah he missed the point he was out so quickly that those lower abv drinking beers they're meant for long-term drinking not 30 minutes you stay there the entire afternoon possibly into the next day contrary to brian's (laughs) news report from what was it 1943 yeah exactly from 1943 you know speaking of core beers we're drinking double cone from uh, alvarado street brewery is this a core beer dave it's not a core beer we try to bring it around like probably quarterly but yeah i mean that beer we won the alpha king with two years ago okay and wade caswell shout out to wade he's our uh, downtown monterey pub brewer so he brewed that he brewed one batch for the Alpha King, 
and then but that was like i think since later on and then the first batch we brewed because we did it like back to back that he brewed for the actual festival for gabf and we actually got gold that same festival so two different batches we got gold for imperial ipa on that as well i believe and then it should be on the can I don't know if it is. See the notes. I think yeah, you're I on to something with this beer. That's what I'm saying. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it's it, man? Our, it's really it was good. Like our first, it was our first double IPA that we made at the brewery ever so long ago, like 2014. And it was like kind of like, you know, we were making Mai Tai. We made like a Mexican lager. And then we made this thing. And people were just like coming to the brewery. We Before canning, before any of that, people would literally line up at the bar. When we be like double cone release day, there'd be guys that would just drink pints of double cone. And sometimes we couldn't fill the growlers and they'd be like trying to shove you a hundred dollar bill just to fill up your growler. <laughs> just to get a growler full. <laughs> take uh, it and be like, you'd be like, well, then take the hundred and be like, I still can't yeah, fill the growler. I've heard I just some can't stories, some uh, rather interesting stories about people after a uh, double cut session, you know, at the bar. Yeah. Because it's very high alcohol. So it uh, is. Yeah. I've seen people with seriously like sandwich bags of like Pliny the Younger. Like they'll go in and get a pint and pour it in a Ziploc bag to try and get some. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on here, man? Yeah, really good. Yeah. Make your own Capri Sun. I didn't realize I didn't realize that was a thing. I, I've never seen that before. I have I've been in Southeast Asia where they actually will drink out of a Ziploc bag and put a yeah. straw in it, drink right out of it. It's just it's inexpensive. But it's not beer, right? You're it, talking like fruity cocktails. It's stuff, probably huh? fruity cocktails. Yeah, I don't think it's beer. I, I didn't see a lot of carbonation, but supposedly if you drink it from a straw, it gets to you faster. So maybe they're on to something. There. I, I don't, don't know, know about that. Know? <laughs> Ryan, we're talking about these trends and flavors and all that. Are there any emerging trends that you're seeing over in San Diego? Oh, you know, I think big beer things kind of circular. So I, I think talking about West Coast earlier, I think West Coast are coming back more and more. And there's always going to be a place for like the, the New England hazies, but we're seeing West Coast, like kind of a resurgence a little bit here mentioned like a hoppy pills those are extremely popular now as well a lot of people are making really good ones the big sweet stouts are still popular i think it's more not so much there's a like a, a necessarily new angle i mean people are always pushing the boundaries you see now the beer seltzers and people making sours that are basically just fruit juice yes yeah and, and pulp and th- those are great too I'm not sure if those will have a staying power outside of breweries that are able to do that on like that small scale, though. Crazy. So what you're saying is Brute IPAs are poised to take over the industry right now. Here they come, <laughs> right? Look out. Yeah. IPLs, Brute IPAs, and Cascadian Darks. That's right. That's it. I missed the one. I don't miss the other. So that I like the Brute IPA <laughs> thing. I really hope that it would take off. In the alternate but... post-apocalyptic craft beer world, that's, <laughs> that's all that's That's right. That's all there, there is. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. everybody's got really teased hair and a lot of makeup on. But yes. Yeah, ripped jeans and whatnot. Yeah. Dave, any thoughts from you on, on trends or emerging uh, styles there? Yeah. I mean, sorry. We do some of the... Um, the seltzers, the, the hard smoothies is what we're calling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how long they go, but people tend to really like them. They we do like a yeah. lot of one. And um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing going on right now. And I feel like, I honestly feel like it kind of goes back to the consumer where it's like, you're getting a younger group of people that are, you know, either kids that grew up on soda pop more than I did. And they want something sweet. 
and uh, that's kind of getting them into craft beer. Bring them in. Bring them in. Yeah. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take a break to upgrade our smoothie seltzers, but we'll be back with more right after this. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Alesmith and Alvarado Street Brewing. Party Wave Dave, I got something here in my hand I'm going to ask you about. Bubble Bath. Bubble bath. Yeah. So we just bubble cracked bath. this open, and we were directed to roll the can a little bit before we opened it. And uh, this says hard smoothie here. So what is bubble bath? What is a hard smoothie? It's a seltzer base with, you know, a ton, a ton, a ton of fruit in it. But we just wanted to kind of, like, stand out a little bit different. And, and we were just like, man, you could just call this a hard smoothie because you can barely taste the alcohol in it. And, uh, yeah, Kind of went with that. Thought it was a little clever idea. Now I have a question that I've always wondered. Does anyone else find the irony in that the same people who scoff at an orange in a glass of shock top are the guys that are sucking down the four fifty <laughs> North brews? So these are the same people. Well, you can see the orange, like physically see the orange there, but you can't see it when they blend it and pour the pulp okay. into an that's IPA. What make, that's the difference. Yeah. Okay, thanks for clarifying that's, that, That's Brian. what, that, that's I, what I that's all about. That. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, another one, Dave, that we were going to talk about, Malomania Ambrosia. That's a sour ale. Is that correct? Yes, it is, yeah. I'm excited by those flavors. Toasted coconut, mandarin orange, pineapple, and, of course, marshmallows. Does it deliver the Ambrosia experience in a can? 100%. It is. All right. Insanely good. That uh, we do great. one that's the, like just the regular tangerine marshmallow one that is, it's out of control. It, I mean, I'm like, gosh, you could give this to a kid or someone, and it's, it's dangerous. You probably shouldn't though. Give well, it to you, a kid. Could, you know, but it, it tastes so good. You're just like, oh man. All right. This is what those West Coast grandmas are serving up with their pictures of IPA. Right. A little ambrosia salad and a you get a pint of IPA and then like a little glass of the ambrosia on the side. So it's the full dessert there experience. There you go. Yeah, that and works. And that one good. has because of the marshmallow, it's not 100% vegan on that one. Okay. So All right. 
Gelatin? Is that what it is because of the gelatin? Uh, well, it's just the marshmallow, yeah. I think there's a certain amount of, like, lactose or whatever in, in I a think gelatin maybe? a lot is. is I think it's, like, animal bones, like, oh, a, yeah. you know, from that. So, I mean, they use the gelatin, and they also boil an entire pig carcass in the beer. Yeah, so, of course. I mean, that's as fake you do. News. Yeah, that's fake, fake news. news. I, I'm, I'm surprised to read that that's an 8% sour. I usually think of sour ales being kind Three, of... Three, four. Yeah, on the yeah. lower ABV side. That's, that one will yeah, no, we, uh, that'll make a mark. We'll go up to 10.5% on our for our triple housing punch. Wow. It's a okay. orange guava. And people like just lose it over that one because you just a little bit and you're good. That's it. Take care yeah. of those. They lose it because they drink the entire thing and they want more. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just like, so you, you give them the regular house or we call it Hallie, but it changed the name. We give them like the regular one. People like it. And then people are like, where's the triple or the double, you know? And I'm just like, oh man, you can't just get people to lower alcohol. One, These people are out of control. Four of those. Not, yeah. Crazy. People are crazy. Now, something else fun. Uh, you guys sponsor a, is it minor league football club, soccer club? Yeah, yeah. We are just starting it. And so we're going to have like a little beer garden opened up. Uh, if you check our Instagram, Alvarado Street Brewery kind of gives you a breakdown of the details of when the season's starting. And yeah, they're just building a team and redoing the, uh, the stadium in Monterey, putting a lot of money into it. And I think it's going to be really something really cool for the city of Monterey. Is soccer hot out there? Is it? Uh... I mean, I wouldn't say it's hot, but I, I don't know really. Because, okay. Uh, I would say though, but like, yeah, I mean, people, there's a ton of like little, like, you know, I would say like farm leagues or something like that, uh, yeah. that people play. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Atlanta instantly became a soccer town when we got the United here. Like yeah. people just Overnight. fully, fully bought into that. We That's are kind of what's happening in Monterey right now. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden people are like, you know, Going back to, and we're going to bring up Wade again. He's like, I'm the biggest soccer fan in the world. I'm like, yeah. is one of you like soccer? I don't know. I just, you know. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know, people are like, well, people will go the first season because it's new. No, man, they're, they're on board. They're still there. They're tailgating. And it's, uh, and, and it's pretty legit. I mean, like, I know I met the coach. The coach was, like, played in the European um, league, and uh, he was one of the first coaches to bring David Beckham over here and coach okay. David Beckham. Yeah. All right. So he's like. Very well known, and uh, it was actually cool meeting him. I met him the first time, and then I didn't know all of his like accolades and stuff like that. And then I met him the second time. I was like, "Whoa, now I know who you actually are. This is crazy." You know, right? Once you know, you're like, "Wow!" Yeah. Player. He's the coach, so uh, they're gonna actually have tryouts, and we're gonna do like a little. There might be like a little promo video of me trying out for goalie. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. And I saw some. Di- <laughs> I saw like, some fun, really fun video of me getting my. my <laughs> Man, I saw some really sexy dance videos on your Instagram account. So there's some good stuff out there. I didn't I didn't get this prep for the show. I missed Yeah, man, you missed out then. Yeah. I had no idea. I don't know my soccer that well. Does San Diego have a team? No, not a not like a MLS team, professional team. Unfortunately. That'd be a lot of fun. I want hockey back here. That's mm. so I miss our Thrashers. That was that's my favorite to watch. But hockey was fun. Yeah, hockey's went, fun. When they were around, I went to one or two games, and I I don't remember too much about the game other than the the one time I went, it was a very peaceful game, which was uncharacteristic for them, and we finished off many pitchers of beer. So yeah, I think it was a success mostly. There was Good less stuff. fighting, but yeah, yeah, plenty of beers. Yeah, Ryan, what's happening at Al Smith, man? What's coming up? What's new and exciting? Oh man, all kinds of stuff. We're getting ready for the Oktoberfest season. We we do a, an Oktoberfest like a medicine every year, so that's coming up soon. We're excited about. We got a collab coming up a little bit down the road in two three months with a 
Beachwood Brewing, which we're really excited about that as well. That's also going to be uh, a West Coast style, but a little bit different on that one. Just all kinds of fun experimental stuff in the in, coming out in the tasting room as well. We'll have to get some of that coconut cream marshmallow going on too. Yeah, there you swap, go. Swap a party. You know, coming back to the collaborations you mentioned, I was looking through your your list of beers, and there's a ton of like regular release collaboration beers you have. You have an entire series of them, don't you? Like, the, are they year round, or how does that work with those? Not necessarily year round. They've kind of just become whenever we're we have a slot and we're feeling like we would we want to make it again. But it's not necessarily a regular cadence. We have one that we did with Pizza Port. I think four or five times it was a triple IPA. People were just loving it. So we kept brewing it every year. If it's something that we really like and the brewery's really into, you know, why not? Why not bring it back if it was well received? Yeah. That, it makes of, sense to me. And of course the sublime Mexican lager, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, that's pretty regularly available. So I'm, I'm assuming yeah, they don't come out and brew with you every single time you make that no. at this point. <laughs> no, that's, it's, it's a, a year round offering uh, that we do, but no, definitely not coming to brew. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I missed out on the 40 ounce release. Cause, uh, Oh yeah. That's like right. the first time you guys did that, you did some forties, didn't you? Yeah, we, we've done it a few times. We actually have one coming up in about seven or eight weeks. We're doing another one. Okay, we need to get to San Diego. We need Brian. to, uh, or we need to give him our address. Oh wait, That's they right, probably right. do have yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah I think That's we probably 40s. have that. Yeah. You guys doing big glass bottles and everything too? Yeah, big glass <laughs> bottles. Send some of those our way. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, wants everybody the 40s. wants some. <laughs> They're National cool. distro. Yeah. Not easy to find those bottles or figure out how to do that, but they're very cool. Yeah. I forget which brewery it was that we talked to recently that mentioned they had trouble sourcing the bottles, you know, that it just... Uh, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, they would be a little difficult. Probably not entirely common just because there are certain people who put, yeah. you know, businesses that put beer in them and they buy huge quantities of it. So right. it's not probably available on smaller scales. That was that, Jackie O's we talked was to. Was it Jackie O's? And they were opposed to the malt liquor in general, much less oh. the 40s of it. So, so they did so not care for that idea. Okay. So disappointing there. <laughs> That's a shame. Hey, Dave, real quick, we got about a minute left, and I did want to mention one more thing that I thought was really cool. Your Yeast of Eden project, which was a restaurant. The restaurant has been renamed to, uh, what's the new name of that location? Yeah. Alvarado Street Brewery and Bistro. Okay, but the Yeast of Eden project, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was kind of founded, um, I mean, by us, but mainly one of our original assistant brewers who became one of our head brewers just had this really big passion for uh, mixed fermentation beers and um, just is, is an incredible brewer, one of the smartest guys I know, self-taught, just kind of ran with it and... Um, you know, got a lot of help from other people. Uh, Sante Adarius, which is very close to us, uh, which they do a lot of mixed fermentation. Uh, Casa Agria, and a little, like a handful of other people. But just, but just was like fully, he fully dove into this project. And if you could ever get your hands on some of the bottles, we could probably try to send you some. But they are insanely good. It looked good. I like the presentation on them. Very yeah, close. they yeah. were very he intriguing. You uh, JBF medals, I think, with uh, Saison Apotheca. That's awesome. Like, uh, his take probably on Arthur, which is from Hill Farms, that I would say. The Very closest cool. resemblance. Yeah. Ryan Crisp, Dave Elderton, thank you so much for joining us. L. Smith Brewing, Alvarado Street. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with Dr. Keith Villa 
about Seria Brewing and CBD and cannabis beers, Ooh. Brian. For more crapper info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.